Okay. Great. So I suppose I suppose there was a bit of silence on my end. Uh, actually, because actually I don't really see a lot of um, interesting esports news uh, lately. Mm. Yep. Mm. I think we're in the off season at the moment. I think a lot of uh, major tournaments or major league or major circuits kind of uh, were in that mid mid year season. We're transitioning to the mid season events as well. So even for mm. like League of Legends as well, there wasn't much going on um, in terms of that. Everything kind of just died down. We're going mm. towards the mm. next season. So that's still about I think a week or two away. So quiet on my end and generally also esports scene uh, from my view as well um, I think there were more pressing sport matters if, if you would agree with me in the past two weeks that esports matters now. so that took, kind of took a lot of spotlight yeah. as well yeah. do you follow do you follow football? Uh, to a certain extent uh, yeah and the Super League was uh, like I said took up a lot of attention uh, in terms of the last few weeks la. right yeah so I was I am a diehard MU fan and I was mm enraged when the Super League <laughs> was announced. Yeah. Which actually if if you take if you really consider it as a whole, right, in the esports uh, scene, right, that's how League of Legends are run, right? That's how Call of Duty they these teams they buy franchise slots in the leagues and mm. that's how they compete, right? So it works in esports. Why does not why doesn't it work in sports? That's that's actually something that I was curious about as well. I think for me, I think the, the main difference at least is at least if you're comparing Super League and how esports traditionally is run. So um, I think the main thing that comes to mind at least is the fact that esports is still governed or at least the running of the competition is still run by a third party. While the Super League is a tournament that is run by the by themselves. Yeah, by correct. Themselves. Correct. Uh, I think this was, I think this differentiation maybe would have been where eSport was at the very, very start. Like maybe season one, season season one, season two of the original tournament. Maybe. But even then, I think, for example, like Riot for League of Legends, Riot has always played an active role. They play mm. judge, jury, and execution. As much as it is, they are the judge, jury, and jury. They have their own referees. They have their own casters. They're distinct from the, the teams that play. Uh, I think Dota has that as well when you have kind of the majors, you know, there is still uh, uh, kind of like somewhat a governing body per se um, in, in that context. And, and any tournament that comes out between the teams themselves, it's not discouraged, but rather it's just not recognized as a public event or it's not recognized as a competitive tournament. So if, for example, at least for my legal agency, if, for example, you know, um, TSM, Cloud9, of North America and G2 and Fnatic comes together or from Europe comes together and say we are forming a professional league just for the four teams. Maybe that would be what a super league in the esports scenes would, would equate to. Uh, would it cause issues to the domestic league? I think very likely. You know, their participation in uh, the domestic leagues, whether it's the LCS or whatever, will be affected. Um, but that's it. It is not unnormal. It is not Sorry, not unnormal, but it is it is quite normal to have groups of teams kind of band together under a sponsorship banner, things like that. Something similar, they have fair rivalry, play against one another. Uh, but in terms of when you elevate it to a competitive, recognizable competitive scene, I believe that's kind of where the Super League kind of detracted away from what traditional sports is. And to a certain extent, I can see a reflection of it in esports that could cause the same issues. Yeah, so I think one of the major... Um thing consideration that they did not consider 
um, before forming this Super League is the tradition and the community. Um, so how football is run for the past 100 years is that there is a relegation and there's a promotion system. In this Super League that they are trying to create, there is no such thing as a, a promotion or relegate, relegation. Yeah. These 12 so-called founding clubs have cemented their position for the next 20 over years that this Super League they, they, they intend to run. right? Even, they, even if they are last place, they still remain in the Super League. right? So that's one of the uh, problems as well because uh, in football, at least in England, there are at least, I'd say, about 100 football teams and they play through the football pyramid. right? You start at the Panorama National, which is at the, one of the lowest leagues. Or, and, and the aspiration is that you can one day get your club to the Premier League. Yeah. So promote, 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 right? Um, I see in esports, we are still at a very infancy stage because, um, yeah, you just look at the Asian League of Legends. How many teams are there? Mm, 10, maybe, right? About there. Uh, mm. so, so it's not many teams around. That, that, that's my point, right? It's not like 20 teams or 30 teams that are, that are um, stable. There are no stable teams in esports. Because one day they can form a team, the next day if they're not happy with each other, they will just disband, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in, in in a traditional, rather in a football scene, um, that rarely happens. When a football team is formed, when they are officially recognized and they're placed in the football pyramid, they you know they they will they will generally uh, operate as a business as long as they can, and they it it is not a case where oh I don't like this player. And the next day, they disband as a football team. It doesn't work that way. I think esports is still very um, um, young, and that is why yeah. that is why um, the franchise league is still being run like like how right right is doing. Yeah. Um, this is basically millionaires like uh, yeah. uh, competing against each other in these leagues, lah. So in Dota as well, right? Uh, in Dota, in the Asian scenes, we have two two leagues. One is a Division 1 and Division 2. And each division has about, I think, seven seven teams. So in total, about 14 teams. And we are, that's what they're trying to to, um, promote as well. They're trying to promote the promotion and relegation. So the last, the bottom two teams of the Division 1 gets relegated. The top two teams in Division 2 gets promoted to the Division 1. So I think that's what they're trying to, that's what Dota is trying to do. I think it's very different from what how League is trying to uh, yeah. run run its business. Uh, but so the jury is still out there. We still don't know which one works best for esports. Um, I can see definitely for sure, um, or, or rather it's, it's clearer that the League of Legends system, the franchise system works um, um, better in that sense. They, they are able to help more teams, help more players, um, in in their uh, in 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 the running of their their team, I think as opposed to Dota and Valve, they are quite hands off. They are like, oh, however you want to run your team is up to you. This is just the price. This is the price pool, and make sure you win lah. If and and for you to to be eligible for the price, but I think for League of Legends it's a bit different, right? They 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 scatter the price pool a bit more evenly and fairly, so that yeah, it, most teams yeah. can win. Um, I think you brought a very interesting point into the whole franchise system. I think um, up to only about three years ago, uh, 
it was still a relegation system. It was okay. still a relegation with the Masters League. So it's, it's right. called the EU Masters before the LC, it was EU LCS and then the EU Masters. So it's pretty much the same, you know, the top two teams from the EU Masters play the lowest two teams of the EU LCS at that time. And then the winner stays, winner stays on. Winner, okay. goes to LA, uh, winner goes into the main tournament and then they are the loser goes into the minor league and then they play kind of the traditional European table league style where they continue to fight. Um, Franchise in Europe changed recently with the whole implementation of the LEC, people buying slots. Mm. Um, there was a requirement. This, this is kind of, it is quite relevant news. It just came about a few, I think a week or less than over the weekend or something like that. Um, when the whole franchise system came up, there was a requirement for each team to hold, to have an academy team. I the saw premise, that, yeah. The premise is to groom talents, right? But as of last week, there is a decision now that voted by all 10 franchise league, all 10 franchisees, that there is no longer a requirement. Mm-hmm. How will that impact the league in the long run? I mean, let me affect the scene in the long run, not necessarily the league. Scene in the long run is still, you know, to be seen. You know. So um, to be clear, um, if if there's a requirement to, for them to have an academy team, are, are the academy teams competing against each other as well? So the academy teams compete in, uh, okay, in America, the com- in, in, in the LCS, in the American scene, they compete against one another. So they have an academy league. Oh, right. All right. So that's, that's specifically academy league. In Europe, there is the main one, which is the LEC, the main tournament, which is the top tier. So equivalent to Premier League. And then they are more, immediately it becomes more scattered towards the regional league. So you have the, uh, I think it's called, the North, there's a French league, there's mm-hmm. a Spanish league, and mm-hmm. then there's the North. Oh, really? League, so you have, oh, so, so there's, there's a lot of it's a lot more regional, right? And then the top people, the top few from those regions gather together for the EU Masters. Oh, wow! Wait, so, so that means there are teams in in uh, French teams playing in the French league, Spanish teams yeah. playing in in so, Spain. LFL, uh, they call the LFL. So, so they kind of have these kind of. This is kind of the development of that expansion of the franchise wow. system. So it became more localized. Uh, that's how they build fans. That's how they generate fans for the players. That's how they build for the smaller teams. So I'm not. I don't think smaller teams are franchise based, but I'm not certain. But that being said, it has generated a lot more um, interest to localized teams. Um, the academy teams kind of faded away because of how good. The localized teams are. Um, the, if you look at the recent competition, I think if you look at the EU Masters, uh, I imagine these uh, localized teams are funded, are they by by Riot uh, or not? Not necessarily. So they, they could be a mix and match of uh, traditional teams. Uh, for example, there's this used in the LCS. There used to be this team called Unicorns of Love, literally called Unicorns of Love, and they uh, they are no longer part of the main league. They left the main league because they didn't get a franchise slot, but they joined a local league now. So it right. hit or miss. So like I said, right. you know, if you look at the teams that made it, so imagine, let's say each league has maybe about 10 to 15 teams and each region sends one. The champion goes to the EU Masters, the main minor league, we we'll call it the minor league, right? So let's say championship league. Right? Mm. Out of them, you know, looking at the current, the latest one, out of the 10 academy teams, only three academy teams made it to the top tier. 
So the regional teams are doing quite well. Um, Fanatics Academy team used mm-hmm. to dominate the scene, but then there's been a change. They lost out. They didn't make it that far. Um, a lot of things have changed. So I think um, that's how the franchise team has kind of taken a good step, at least in the European region. Uh, in fact, today only I saw a tweet from uh, one of the players, one of this this player talking about the American scene, right? And 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 he was talking about how top tier top tier academy teams play better than the lowest tier LCS teams, mm. and therefore mm. they should be the ones that go into the main tournament. And and oh. that kind of sparked a bit of con- uh, conversation in the sense that no team is willing to try it out because. They're recycling the people same old and same again. And it's more prominent when I say recycling in the American scene because all 10 players are interchangeable. Okay. So you can have five players that you field out as the original LCS team. But then next week you say, ah, this team is not working very well. So let's put the all five academy teams on there. Right, right. So it's a substitution kind of thing. Yeah, it was a substitution. There's no kind of to me, it doesn't seem like they value it as much. So yeah, it's called this by this guy uh, uh, called Treats. He's the support player for SK Gaming for the LEC, for the European scene, right? Uh, make a tournament for LCS versus top academy amateur teams and expose the players that don't deserve their spot. Only way to improve NA is for people chilling to wake up. And this was his tweet back in June last year. Okay. LCS players that don't deserve to play there are scared to lose their spot and wouldn't want this type of tournament. Wow, okay. So in the American scene, it is a lot more scrutinized. I think their their, their version is because they are very traditional American-based, where, for example, they even have scouting grounds, like how you have NFL drafts. Yep, yep. You have you have drafts for, for players to cast, uh, to, to get, you know, join these academy teams. So they actually do have that? Like Riot, Riot implements this? Uh, or not? It is regional to the LCS only. But okay. Riot supports it from the back in the sense that, you know, uh, they don't directly support it, but it's kind of like the NFL commissioner. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. They, they provide the avenue for it. They provide the system for it. Whether the teams who they want to select, how they want to draft, it's, it's all up to them. But they're very, they're taking on the very fully American field where you have university coming out of fresh university and NCAA, the, non, the college championships, invite them into scouting grounds where they play teams, they split up into teams, they play against one another. Then you have a draft whether they make it out of the draft, whether mm, they join the mm. academy team after that, is, it doesn't matter. But they're drafted in an American basis. But in EU, you have regional teams fighting for their spots, mm, qualifying, mm, mm. fighting on their own merits. So I think that's very that's kind of where things got, got really interesting. Mm. At least. Lah. Oh, I see. Okay, so 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 it's, two, it's, it's the same game, but because of different regions, uh, Riot decides to, you know, I think, I think Riot... I think yeah, I think the 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 proper term is localizing for the specific Correct. regions, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. See, that's okay. That's it's very interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting because like how they how they tend to rely on how the teams play or where this region is based, they expand themselves in a way that um, it's two different methods of grooming or at least taking in uh, young players and. Traditionally, so far, even to today, European still has a better track record. Being right, that's what I was about team. to. That's what I was about to mention. I remember the last time we had this conversation before. You said that uh, NA is uh, for the retirees or something like that. Let me give you context, right? Uh, and this is recent, and this is perfect context. 
Europe just has a new had a new team as champions, full of relatively new players into the scene. They have a new we have a new European champion, relatively new to the scene. They were Mad Lions was the team, and that ended a six years, I think at least close to five years, six years streak of a two team dominant. Well, it's, it's sad to say, but I'm biased. I call it two team dominant, but realistically, it's G2 and Fnatic winning the champion, right? Okay. Champions. Right, but for the first time in at least five years, six years close to, we have a fourth team. So imagine almost eight years or nine years after the league first started, we only have the fourth champion. Mm, mm, right, mm. and this fourth champion is a team full of relatively young players. Uh, I think the rookie of the year was there yeah. as well. Um, the mid laner was a hit or miss for a few years, but now he's becoming a dominant figure. Right, They're going right. to represent Europe in an international tournament for the mm. first time for themselves, for most of them. You look at the American champions. Let me give you context on the American champions. American champions for this year is Cloud9. Okay. Now, who did Cloud9 pick up during the summer? They picked up one of the best mid laners from Europe. Okay. Who do they have in the AD carry position? They picked up, I think two, three years ago, they picked up one of the best EUs as well from Europe. Right. Granted, you know, they have uh, this guy, they have Blabber and they have Fudge and they have Vulcan. Uh, Two of them are Americans. One is Australian. um, But at the end of the day, they still relied on two European players. And there's a running joke at the moment. There's a running joke at the moment that if you look at the mid laners of, 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 of uh, NALCS or at least the, 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 NA, the NA scene, right? I think close to half of them are either Europeans. Or uh, yeah, foreign. from different regions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Half of them are Europeans and the, the rest of them are foreigners. So you have, uh, and if you look at that, you go into that, you have people like uh, Power Vivo from Europe. Perks is from Europe. Uh, the guy on Evil Geniuses used to be a European superstar, a potential up-and-coming superstar, but left to join there. So you're having more and more... You, you're realising that there's more and more uh, EU players in, 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 in America than there are Americans, as for example. Uh, obviously, there are certain teams that uh, have, have respected that. But yeah. Look at so, that. It's in power. Yeah. Go don't ahead. don't they have don't they have restrictions on on uh, import players? There is there is a two team there is a two the, the two player the two import players are still there, but over the years there is this rule that an import player is considered a resident after I think five or six. Years. All right. Right. Okay. There's so many of them that have hit that level that if you yeah. look at, okay, like, I give you a context of this one team, right? If you look at evil geniuses. All right, the League of Legends team for Evil Geniuses. You have Impact, a Korean world champion top laner, Svens Garen, an EU champion, uh, EU regional champion jungler. You have Jizuke, a uh, mid laner from EU. Mm-hmm. Definitely the only American on the team. And Igna, a top tier, if I'm not mistaken, also a world champion support. Korean. Trump. Korean, right. Okay. You have two Koreans, two Europeans, and one American. The coach is an English coach who <laughs> used to coach at LEC team. Now, you put that into perspective, 
Impact and um, I believe Igna are both residents because they have been there for so long, right? Uh, you look at Liquid, another team, right? Another top tier team. Out of five of them, you have easily Alfari, uh, English top laner, Centaurin, who is a resident now, but is from Europe, uh, Jensen, a mid laner, again European, traditionally, but has got residency, Core JJ, top tier support, Korean, and you have the, again the only American on the team is a tactical, TSM, again, another big, big, big team, you know, with a lot of name all around the globe. Top laner is a Korean. Uh, you have mid laner is a European. AD carry is an Oceanic, Australian, but now considered as mm-hmm. local. And you have a Taiwanese support. A jungle, you have an American Chinese as well. So again, you are limited to one American player. So, so well, okay, I the, the issue is this, right? The issue is that it's either Europe the Europe scene are so competitive or, or rather other regions are too competitive that they they find uh, they can only part, uh, compete or rather they can only have a slot in, in uh, starting starting five in US or yeah. that US is US uh, academy and, and nurturing of upcoming players are extremely poor. I think right. that is a big issue. I would say that is a big issue. I think you have very few names that have came from academy. You have people who've been playing the game so long that their names are still there. So, so what's That's the solution? Great. Like, like as Riot, right? You you can't do much, right? Because Riot, okay, what Riot wants is that they want the balance of the best and top teams of top players to compete, right? Yeah. And but at the same time, they have to balance it out with different regions because I think they also understand that if you have local players. Playing for that respective team, then it generates some form of uh, uh, local support, and it generates some viewership for the game, right? As a whole, right? So, so as right, so it's it's so different than any other sports, right? Because in yeah. in all other sports, right, you actually can have a bench, right, substitution, uh, and you have a lot more players, lah. Hmm. But but in in a typical esports games like like League of Legends or Dota, or or any other games, right, they are practically restricted to that five players right yeah. there's there's no substitution i think i think the exception is uh, your league of legends you are able to sub sub with your academy team um, yeah. uh, players yeah. right yeah. but yeah. but okay maybe that's the exception for league of legends but for all other titles right they are generally just fixed five and mm. and that is the balance that riot has to um weigh right deal with. Yeah. yeah to deal with right and, and there's there's no real um, proper solution to this right actually I think the one thing that I would say would be an interesting change not necessarily maybe the best change or maybe something that could be considered is to implement something similar to a regional side for for League of Legends so kind of in the in the US in the US I think this is taking inspiration from Overwatch where I think when they first launched the Overwatch League they they took it very similar to how NFL teams and NBA teams. You had the Los Angeles something, you had the LA something, you had the New York something. Yes, but by yes. giving them that 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 sense of identity to a certain area, I think that's something that, that is somewhat lacking. Um, who knows? Maybe it, it may not work as well. But I would say that gave that to me that gave um, 
people from different side corners of the country to kind of vote for it, or at least vouch for a team that you may not traditionally vote for or at least go for. Um, will that deviate how teams are being run or and the, the way team names are being done? Definitely. I mean, you're not, not going to call the LATSM. Mm. May not, it may not work that way, right? But um, it, it, it does give rise to an interesting question, you know, whether regionally they can do something. And I think that's kind of where NFL and NBA and all that kind of things kind of play off really well when you have that where when, the, when there's an NFL team in your in your in your city, you know, you, you get all hyped over it. Uh, you you hype that team up, you know, as much as possible. You support the team. Whether Correct, works, and that's how it works, right? That's how it works in NFL and NBA, right? You got the yeah. LA Lakers, the Houston Rockets, the Miami Heat, yeah. and all these things. Yeah. Uh, I think they spe- specifically place them in a specific region so that you can garner local support. I think that's that's been my thesis all along as well. Like if you want read if, if you want to start an esports teams right now, um, you either have to be a big name for your, uh, of yourself. You must be a recognized influencer, or you garner local support by by um, capturing one city's um, mm. um, support, right? And and they yeah. expand from there. Yeah, I think you said. I think you should uh, you you should share that. I think one of the very first sessions as well when you talked about how we want mm. to garner. But I think there is still something that is, you know, at least for esports, I think there's still something that is in the testing grounds. I think we saw how Overwatch kind of played off on it. Um, yeah, yeah. But it kind of died off as well, you know. Mm, it, mm. It, you have to agree that um, as much as it was there, it also kind of, not many people mm, are into mm, it now. Mm, mm. Um, is that the game's fault? Is that, is that you know, is that the game's fault? Is that the... the, the, the or, or, or the organizers' fault. You know, it's well, yeah. Well, the problem is that if you want to gain support, right, you you have you have to be in the for in the long run. You can't see like one yeah. two years and you you want to see instant results. I think that's yeah. that's um, uh, that's short, being very short sighted. Um, but of course, I think at the same time, it's also a lot of funding spent and all these things. So I think they also take that into account to make sure to to make sure that or or rather that they see that they they've been spending so much on 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 a particular team, organization, it's a bit difficult to continue support and that's why maybe the interest die out. Uh, maybe. Yeah, so, 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 so if, if you want to, uh, if Riot wants to implement something similar like in the Europe to the US, mm. that could, could, it could, could be one way to resolve the US issues, right? But it's just that maybe there's um, more, I, I assume there'll be more expenses on rights. Right side. I think it wouldn't be more about more expenses. I think the question would be um, how diversify how to diversify the playing field. I think in, in when you talk about the comparison in Europe, Europe by and large is still a bit bigger. It's mm-hmm. still a lot wider. Yeah. There's still a lot more different cultural effect. Uh, mm. Cultural, as much as we say, you know, uh, culture doesn't play a role. Culture plays a role in terms of how people think, how a certain team plays. You have things. You have people. Effectively, you just look at. What we know today, you know, you you will have said things like, oh, that's how the Chinese teams play. That's how the Chinese teams play Dota. They prioritize this, 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 and this. Uh, that's how the Korean teams say they prioritize this, this, this. Euro teams, they prioritize this. American teams, they just go all into the middle and fight and see who wins at the end of the day. Uh, that's a running joke. But uh, <laughs> at the other end, um, what that tells me is that the diversity of teams, the diversity of regions expands how people play the game. And you get this kind of things where an LFL team who may not traditionally stand well against other LFL teams in the France League 
may do really well against a German team who is top of the table because the play style mm. for that team mm. counters directly. In an American context, how will that play out? I, I cannot say for sure. But mm. it definitely will be an impact because you have... A, you, you, traditionally, there are teams that play differently. I mean, you look at, for example, the NFL, you have Green Bay Packers up in the north. Uh, they play in the winter wonderland. They call, their, they call their home Lambeau Field in the middle of November, winter wonderland, because it snows. Mm. It snows so much. And any every team, every quarterback, every player is afraid to go there because... It's freezing. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard to run. You're not trained, especially when you have LA Chargers all the way from the LA Sunshine mm, mm. going all the way to Winterside to play. You know they traditionally don't play well, but yeah, the Green yeah. Bay Packers do traditionally do very well there. You know, mm, and it's conversely, mm. you know, it's the same thing. Certain teams have a certain play style in the Pacific region. You look at NBA. You know, the Western Conference may prioritize or play a different way slightly than the Eastern Conference, or at least different areas. Things will it translate in an esports team? Maybe. Maybe, but if we won't, we won't, we won't be able to know for sure. Like, I think that, that's kind of the bottom line until they implement it. Yeah, so only time will tell for this for this kind of yeah. stuff, right? Um, yeah, I just want to move on uh, very quickly. Um, I think the only only esports related news that I've seen so far is the Olympics. Uh, do you follow? Have you followed the recent yes. news on Olympics? Right. Yes. Okay. So let me just read something on this uh, on this website that it says that the International Olympic Committee is partnering with five international sports federation and game publishers to host virtual Olympics, right? So they call it yeah. Olympic Virtual Series uh, taking place uh, one month before the actual Tokyo 2020. Oh, Correct. wow. Yep. Um, and so there are five games, right? Five games, mm. games that are being uh, that have been um, decided. Yep. Yeah. So the first is baseball, softball. Yeah. E baseball. Second is cycling. Third is rowing. Fourth is sailing, and fifth is Gran Turismo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just want to have your first impression. Or what you think about this Olympics virtual series? I think off the table. Other than Gran Turismo, I'm just wondering where they're going to find the players. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm sure there are people who play it, but I'll be completely honest. I can not name you a single person that I know who plays any of the other four games other than Gran Turismo. Right. So I also had to Google what do, what these games are apart from Gran Turismo. Right. So... When I see the baseball, right, it is it is basically uh, little characters playing baseball, like much like in Nintendo Wii. Like that is it's like it's it's it looks like a Nintendo Wii kind of game, right? Uh, and mm. cycling is just I I think how they gonna do cycling is that they have a stationary uh, bicycle, yeah, and then absolutely. you just cycle, right? Uh, I think. I'm not sure about sailing and rowing though. I've not really seen some of the... I mean, I can, I can imagine like it's a sailing machine. Like, you know, the ones that you do in the gym, that sailing one. Maybe, but... I hope that's the but, case and not just push of a button, right? <laughs> you just... Who can see, tap the fastest for rowing? But here's the thing, you know, right? Like, like... If it's just a Wii game, like if that's the traditional look, if you look at... No, no, it's not... Okay, it's not a Wii. It's not a Wii game. It looks like a Wii game, but, but what... But I'm looking at a YouTube video it is played on Nintendo Switch. 
yeah, but there's a PS4 variant for VR. There's a Nintendo. But I'm, I'm not sure as so. well. Yeah. But but that's the thing to me is that if that is the direction they're going, wouldn't you say that it is more of a step back in gaming? Uh step back. Because 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 we think about it, for me is this in the sense that unless we are embracing VR and AR, right? Unless the direction these games are heading and, and the, the way that we're going is towards VR and AR, right? Effectively, what we've done is we have just taken Wii Sports, the game, mm. and put it up as Olympics. And if you ask me, there could be better variants of certain games that could be used. Um, you look at, let's give you a good example, is you look at the London 2012 game. There is a PS4 game, I believe, called London 2012. Mm-hmm. Simon used to play it a lot. That's how I know mm-hmm. about it. Right? Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, you know, if you have that on a VR, that would have probably served as a more capable baseball or archery game. Right. Um, so to me, I don't want to say I feel like it's a joke. I don't think it's a joke. But at the same time, it's hard not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem I'm facing. I, I, uh, well, yeah, I, 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 share, I share similar sentiment as you. Uh, but But... I'm not sure if it's a step back. <laughs> At the same time, I'm not sure if it's a step forward. I think what they're doing is that they are just trying to, trying it out for the first time and see how it's going to be played out. right? I think these Olympics committees, they are not as forward-thinking as um, the Asian Games, the SEA Games, right? where they actually embrace proper e-sports games. Huh? Uh, having said that, right? Um, so the so so the Olympic Committee they have they had made a distinction. I think the previous previously we've discussed about this. They made a distinction of uh, esports games and virtual sports games, right? Um, uh, having said that, I'm just so um, surprised that they they don't want to pick up um, esports games that are um, sports related. So, for example, FIFA. FIFA. Why why yeah. don't they take up FIFA? Why do why don't they take up NBA two K? Um, even why 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 don't they take up uh, Rocket League? I, I think the first one that will come to mind. I think the, the, exactly the first thing that we both had in mind at the same time was FIFA. Yeah. Why not FIFA? FIFA Correct. has a has a steady competitive scene. FIFA has a growing competitive scene. FIFA's. Uh, general perspective of the game is you know all over the place there is uh, there is a foot there but they have not embraced it now let's say not fifa or at least a football related game like pes yeah correct right there is still a following there is still a cult following there is still dedication to it but there isn't they, they haven't taken it up why? I mean, if we can get somebody from the Olympics community, to I'm really excited for that. But uh, so, so I'm just guessing that what they are doing is they're uh, dipping their toes into this esports water. But the problem is that they are just not. I I, I don't see them doing it right. I don't. I'm not sure if they have the right consultant okay. to 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 advise them on what sort of games supposed to be. Uh, uh, appropriate things like that. Okay, I'm just going to read you out what. The, for example, we talked about rowing, right? Mm-hmm. The rowing platform that they are using is called Virtual Regatta. As of official or based on the Olympics website, it says of Virtual Regatta. Virtual Regatta. Sailing, right? Sailing? Yeah. 
is an online web browser sailing race simulator. Okay, what what does that mean? Uh... Okay, first edition had approximately 50,000 players, apparently. In 2010, the site had 600,000 registered players. Um, gameplay, in short, races are between 5 to 10 minutes in length. Players have to helm their boats while respecting the official rules of the race. So apparently it looks as if there is a setup and then you kind of have to maneuver it. Right, so it's played on a computer, right? I think so. I think based on based on uh some pictures I'm seeing, it's it does appear that it's being played on a computer. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, but you know, that's it. You know, looks like there is a virtual scene. There is a competitive scene for virtual regatta. Well, <laughs> there is uh, there is a scene. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, five persons is a scene, right? <laughs> so, that's true. If but, you have five uh, people in the community, five people in the community, is that considered a scene as well? I'm not sure. So there is a nations cup competition between the Netherlands versus Russia. This was in October for virtual regatta. Right. They right. call it the E Sailing Nations Cup. Hmm. So interesting. So 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 they have the agenda, right? The agenda of them uh, wanting to have this virtual sports game is that they want to have a special focus on youth, uh, enc- encourage sports participation and promotes Olympic values with a special focus on youth. Um, I'm not sure about you, but I don't I don't know any youth that are playing any of these games, lah. Uh, that's number Maybe one. Grand Turismo, but. Uh, maybe maybe Gran Turismo, and and number two that if if you want to have if you want to um 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 get some attention or or breach you know breach into the youth community, why not embrace some of the esports games that are not violent re- violent related? Yeah, like Rocket like Rocket League, they are so popular, right? Um, mm. FIFA as I mentioned, um, there are so many games that that are you know not not a Violent categories categorized as violent, um, yep. and they just they're just not embracing those hearthstones and all these things. It's it's so it's 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 quite disheartening to and see that there's a there's there's a I think yeah lack of communication or lack of lack of understanding of what the youth are playing today. I think yeah, I think you're absolutely right in the sense that it's a disconnect from what people are. Exp- what people expected when Olympics said that they're going to embrace on a form of video games to what actually transpired. Um, Having said that, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. That's, I agree. Uh, at the same time, I think while it may not be as wildly successful, I think one of the things that would pique our interest, at least I will potentially watch it just to see... Um, what effectively what is the scope of things that they are looking for but but that's the problem right so for example cycling are you are, are we gonna sit down and watch virtual cycling um, I, I don't I think so. i'm not gonna watch so virtual I, cycling I will, say, I will say i agree with that however there is a sense of casting the production value i think if anything that is what i will be looking forward to in terms of the production value of how they're selling these things. It may not be, like you said, the games that they've selected may not be the right games, may not be the ones that attract us the most. But 
if the one thing that may be able to impress me and say, okay, maybe the Olympics is taking this seriously, is the effort they're going to put to production values. I mean, you look at Dota, you look at you look at the Dota World Championship Series, the, 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 what do you guys call it? The, the major, international, the major, yeah. International. You look at how League runs their opening ceremonies. You look at how even Rocket League themselves, when they announce players and things like that, there has been a growing sentiment of theoretical uh, flair to how they do things. Mm-hmm. And that's gone quite a lot because even to the regional smaller tournaments, they are adopting that flair. Casters are getting better. Casters uh, have developed from, oh, he cast his Q to, he cast his Mystic Shot to knowing the names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While I'm not sure how, you know, what, what that's, how that's going to translate yeah. In, yeah. in that front. But if the production value is there, if they're serious about it, they're, they're, pro- they're getting the proper casters, they're not getting some any Tom, Dick and Harry who's mm-hmm. just doing this for the sake of doing it, getting it done. Maybe there's hope, I will say. Maybe there's hope. Maybe the games part, they're still trying to assess what's the right game. We, we don't know. But if there's one thing that doesn't change from game to game, is the production value, the casting, and, and, and the people involved. At least the ones that we see. Right, right. so 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 it's, it's looking at how much investment they're willing to, yeah. to make for them to reach out to uh, the youth or the younger community yeah. for them to uh, watch, watch the Olympics, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah, interesting to see, but uh, again, <laughs> a bit of a disappointment. I agree. <laughs> I don't get. I really don't get it. If you put, if you put at least one FIFA right there, right? At least, uh, people I will. Think if you put, I think. I think if you put even PES, also people yeah. will be more excited to watch. Exactly. The first time in the long run, people will be saying, "Oh, yeah, that's PES." People at least will see, you know. But I exactly. guess there could be a licensing issue as well. You know, Maybe. Maybe, but which? Yeah, but I mean, I'm not sure. I I seriously doubt any game publisher or game developer doesn't want their uh, game to be. No, uh, it may not be the, it may not be the game developer, but it could be kind of like the individual people involved. So one thing I realized in these games, right, mm -hmm. is that they do not correlate to a trend to a direct human being. When you talk about NF, when you talk about NBA, NFL, and, and and FIFA, right, they, the characters played relate to an actual human being. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that so that's be, that's uh, another issue. issue altogether. Yeah. IP that issue. Be, that, that could yeah. be another IP issue potentially regarding the licensing use of the game. Ah, that's, that's true. It. That's true. That's it. You know. You have you still have the competitive scene. These things are still being done on the competitive level, at least on the FIFA level. So whether that's a valid argument in terms of that front, I cannot say for sure until we actually see an IP contract from one of the players. Yeah. But well, there is some. Mm. There is something there when you think about the games chosen, they do not correlate to an existence. But then you're also right earlier when you mentioned, what about Hearthstone? What about things that are fictional characters or card games? That yeah, Rocket League, games? right? Rocket League is uh, football on yeah. uh, football on wheels. cars. Yeah, football on yeah. wheels, right? So, so those kind of games do warrant another kind of questions. You know, why were they not included? What is the reasoning behind that? Thing. As much as we can do, we just hope for more news. I think the best thing we can expect for is more news and more. Well, more actually, more it's coming stuff. soon. It's coming soon. Yeah. It's in it's in two weeks actually. Yeah. So hopefully so, we get more news and yeah. 